what? I don't believe we did that song any justice when we were trying to declare in the atmosphere that he's our everything. I need to give us some understanding about what that means. When Moses was directed by God to tell Pharaoh to let his people go, the Bible declares that Moses asked God, who shall I say sent me? And when he, when he asked that question, the Lord says to tell them that I am sent you. In other words, whatever we need God to be in our life, he is. Somebody shout, he is. And, and, and the latter portion of that song lets us to know that he's our master. Oh, that's good news to me. That I don't know anybody who needs God to be your master this morning. And watch this. The, the song also says that he's our deliverer. Some of us need deliverance from things. And God says, I can do it. And watch this. Not only is he our deliverer, he's our healer. Somebody shout, healer. Somebody needs healing today. And he says, I am who I am. I'm the great I am. Oh, that's good news to me. If anybody needs God to be anything in your life today, I don't want to be the pastor that tells you what you need, but you need to tell the great I am what you need. So hear this. If you could just open up your mouth and begin to declare, if you need him to be master, just call him master. If you need him to be healer, just call him healer. If you need him to be a deliverer, just call him deliverer. If you need him to be a savior, just call him savior. Thank you, God, that you're the great I am. Come on, begin to bless his name. We need you on this morning. We need you on this morning. God, you truly are our everything. And God, for that we say thank you. You are everything. Woo. Thank you, God, for being everything. When our mama can't be everything, you're everything. Listen, when my daddy can't be everything, he's everything. Oh, I don't know about nobody else this morning but he's our everything and if you know God to be the great I am give God a hand clap and pray hallelujah hallelujah if you can take up your Bibles oh sometimes I think we forget the God that we say we serve He's our everything. Somebody shout everything. Oh, we need to be reminded of that this morning. I'm so glad to see Miss Deborah in the house of the Lord. Miss Deborah, your church family loves you. We're praying for you. I can't even begin to fathom um, what you're going through. But, I, but just because of your presence, it lets me to know that the Lord is a keeper. Amen. Can we clap our hands for her? Hallelujah. I want us to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. The Lord is calling many of his people home. And although we struggle with their physical absence being gone, we thank God that they are now present with the Lord. So I'm so grateful for my mother-in-law who's in the house of the Lord. We're praying for your strength as also that the Lord keep you. And Brian, um, Miss Nicole, we're praying for you likewise. I know you're watching online. I want us to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. I'm reading from the New Century Version of the Bible. 
a new century version of the Bible. I've been on a series called Whatsoever a Man Soweth, and I want to close it out on this morning. The Bible declares, I planted the seed, and Apollos watered it. But God is the one who made it grow. Some version says, God is the one who gave increase. But the new century version says, I planted the seed, and Apollos watered it. But God is the one who made it grow. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject this morning, the burden of seeds. Somebody shout the burden. The burden of seeds. I think one of the most difficult aspects of the work of sowing is waiting on the harvest. I don't know about anybody else, but one of the most difficult things that I can, I bet is difficult even in the natural is if I work for my, my uh, in the work of sowing, it's waiting on my harvest because all who labor also desire to see the fruit of their labor. I, I, I want to see the fruit of my sowing and watch this. I also want to eat thereof. Uh, in other words, we want to be partakers of what we plant. I don't know about nobody else, but I ain't got no business sowing if I'm not going to be a partaker of what I plant. Uh, tell your neighbor, I want to be a partaker. And this is even why Paul declared in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 6. Notice what Paul says. The hardworking farmer must first be um, to partake of the crops. So for those of us who have sold in righteousness and sold through our relationship with God, our desire must be, if I'm going to sow wisdom, I want to reap wisdom. I don't know about nobody else, but if I'm going to take my time to sow into somebody's life by way of wisdom, I want to reap wisdom. If I'm going to sow good works I want to reap good works and if I sold wealth watch this I also want to reap wealth I'm not going to sow for any reason other than waiting on my harvest somebody say I got to wait on my harvest so because if it begins with the seed then we want to benefit from our seed I need y'all to stay with me this morning don't act like you don't want to benefit from your seed Yet it's not the will for many believers, the W-I-L-L that many struggle with, it's the win. Uh, Because Galatians 6 and 7 reminds us that we will reap. So for many believers, we trust the fact that we will reap, but it's the win we will reap that we struggle with. It's not that I don't trust the fact that God will cause me to reap as a result of what I sow. Many of us struggle with the win. Somebody say the win. I'm I'm, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. And yet, hear this, the critical thing we need to understand is the win is determined by who bears the responsibility of our reaping. Uh, I've got to know that if I'm so caught up in the win that that there's somebody that bears the responsibility for the reaping. Somebody say the burden. So that means there's a burden on my seed. And despite what many may believe, someone must carry the burden of our seeds. Somebody, watch this, determine when it's birth. Somebody determine what is birth and somebody determines to whom it's birth. Somebody say burden again. And many would assume that in the natural, that the farmer is solely responsible for the burden or for the harvest that they intend to reap. Many, many of us think that, but somebody say not so. The conditions before they sow, while they sow, and after they sow will determine the condition of their harvest. And it is no different in the spirit. Did y'all hear what I just said? The conditions before you sow, 
while you sow and after you sow will determine your harvest. So, so, so the, 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 the responsibility does not lay on the farmer alone. And this is why Ecclesiastes 11 and 6 declares, it admonishes us with these words. In the morning, sow your seed. In the evening, do not withhold your hand. For you do not know which will prosper. That means as you wait on your harvest, we have to de declare that the burden of my seed is beyond me. Did y'all hear what I just said? The burden of my seed is beyond me. Somebody say beyond me. In other words, what we reap from my seed reaches beyond me and rests on not just me. The burden is not for you to carry alone. And while this revelation may lift a weight for many believers that sow, it does not negate that we must also desire for the seeds we sow to fulfill God's complete will. Did y'all hear what I just said? That may lift the burden. We may say, I'm going to sow and I'm going to leave it up to who bears the responsibility for my reaping. That may lift some level of weight off of your shoulders as you sow. But you've also got to declare in your own spirit that you want that seed to fulfill the complete God's complete will um, for that seed that you have sown. I need y'all to stay with me because I hope I'm not going over y'all heads with this. That means every seed that produces fruit that, that the Lord desires. That every seed manifests the harvest that the Lord hopes for. And that every seed fulfills the plan that God has purposed. Yet all of this is dependent upon the burden of those, those seeds being carried. So that it produces the conditions that our seeds need. Because what you reap from your seeds, watch this, require the right conditions. So here's the critical question I got. we have to ask ourselves. Who is called to bear the burden of our seeds? If I want God's complete will to be fulfilled for that which I sow, I've got to ask myself, who is called to bear the burden of our seeds? Who is responsible for what is reaped from our seeds? Those, those are critical questions we got to ask ourselves. And I believe we find the answers to these questions in our foundational text. Paul reveals who's responsible for bearing the burdens of the seeds we sow. And this is why just a verse earlier, notice what the text says, when who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believe as the Lord gave to each one. And somebody may be saying, why is this significant? Because who handles the burden of your seed will determine what you benefit from your seed. The, the reason why Paul has to begin this, 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 this verse with who, it, 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 in other words, he's saying, whoever handles the burdens of my seed will determine what I benefit from my seed. Oh, we got to put some pressure on who handles the burden of our seeds. That means those who bear the burdens of your seed matter. Somebody say they matter. Therefore, this morning, my prayer is that we receive revelation concerning who is responsible for bearing the burdens of our seeds so that our seeds will fulfill, watch this, God's complete plan and purpose for them. So here's what I want to do. I want to examine the text and I'm going to be out y'all way. I want us to look at the first portion of the text. The Bible says, I planted the seeds. Here's what I need us to understand. The burden of our seeds may extend beyond us, but the initial burden of our seeds are established by us. Did y'all hear what I just said? I, I, although the burden, the majority of the burden of our seeds extends beyond me, it's established, somebody say, by me. Why? Somebody may be saying why? Because 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10 reminds us that God gives seed to the sower. In other words, God gives seed, but the burden is on us to govern that seed. Although God gives it, 
I've been given the task to govern that seed. Tell your neighbor, I've got to govern my seed. So watch this, because a seed that is not stewarded well will never end well. This is why the Lord had to rebuke those who sold in Joel chapter 1, verses 10 through 11. I believe it's on our screen. Notice what the text says. The field is wasted, the land mourns, for the grain is ruined, the new wine is dried up, the oil fails. And watch this. Be ashamed, you farmers. Well, you vine, vine dressers, for the wheat and the barley, because the harvest of the field has perished. Consider the magnitude of this rebuke. Their seeds were forsaken. The harvest fell and the sowers were seen as fools. Oh, what a sad tragedy. That means, watch this, the reason that the harvest of their seeds perish is because they did not realize that the burden of their seeds is personal. Somebody say, it's personal. Oh, I've got to take this thing personal. So here's a word of wisdom. It's one thing, watch this, for our seeds to be private failures, but it's another thing for our failures to make us look like public fools. Have you ever sold anything and you knew that it was the wrong thing for you to sow? And it becomes a private failure. It's one thing for it to become a private failure, but I don't want to look like a public fool. Oh, I know I've looked like a public fool before with what I've sown. Oh, watch this. I believe it's on our screen. Jesus warns us with these words in Luke 14, um, verses 28 through 30. Notice what the Bible says. Minister Chantel gave me this, and I said, ooh, this is, is going to help me with my sermon on this morning. The Bible says, but don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money. And then everyone would laugh at you. They would say there's a person who started that building and could not afford to finish it. Because the condition of your seeds is determined, watch this, by how you consider your seed. And watch this, if we can be honest, the reason that many of us have damaged the condition of our seeds and the harvest we intended to reap is because we never considered, watch this, our seeds. Somebody may be saying, what do I mean? Before you sow, you've got to give great contemplation to your seeds. Somebody say, before I sow. I've got, many of us will sow, this is why the Bible tells us not to sow compulsively. Many of us, watch this, before I sow, I need to receive wise counsel. Somebody say wise counsel. You sowing in the stuff, sowing into, that, that's why I say it's this new thing with everybody trying to um, make money off the stock market. And your, your behind don't even have any knowledge on the stock market. Somebody say receive wise counsel. Don't be running around trying to get married to folk. And watch this. This is why premarital counseling is so critical. You need counseling before you enter into something that you've never been before. I've got to get some, some, some wise counsel. And watch this. We've got to give great care as to how we sow. Because watch this. If not, we end up looking like fools. Watch this. How many of us have sold into partnerships without contemplation? And we ended up looking like a fool. You done got into something with somebody. And just because, watch this, of their relationship with you, you did not take time to contemplate the matter. Somebody say, and then I ended up looking like a fool. I hope y'all going to be honest with yourselves. How many of us have sold into people without counsel and ended up looking like a fool? 
many of us, and they told us they were no good. We should have listened to such and such. They, they don't know how to handle their own little two cents, and you sold into them. And then we thought that we was going to get a return on our investment. Somebody say, I look like a fool. So, so, so watch this. And how many of us have sold into plans without great care and ended up looking like, I know you want that house, but did you consider the cost? I, I know that you want that car, but did you consider the cost? And many of us did not take it and look at our seeds with great care. And then you wonder why the man repossessing your nice car. Somebody say, I did not consider my seed. Oh, I hope that's going to help somebody. Y'all, we've got to consider our seeds because if not, we end up looking like fools. All right, we can't afford to be public fools. And this is why we must understand that the burden of our seeds, somebody say it's personal. Somebody say it begins with me. That means the burden of our seeds may not end with us, but the burden of our seeds do begin with us. It's personal. And this is why Paul opens up our foundational text with these words. I planted the seed. Because watch this. Because although God provided him the seed, what Paul did with the seed was personal. Many of us think because God gives it to me, I'm going to be automatically blessed. But there's some personal responsibility that falls upon you to ensure that your seed is blessed. Oh, and you wonder why many of our seeds have not been blessed. We waiting to reap stuff and God says you did not give great consideration to your seeds. So here's what, if we desire for the seed we begin with to benefit us, we got to ask ourselves some questions. I believe it's on our screen. Uh, what do I do with the seeds that God gives me? How well do I govern the seeds that God gives me? And I don't know if these questions are on our text. Notice this. Did I sow the seeds with his guidance? I got to remember if I wanted to benefit me, I've got to sow it with his guidance. Somebody say his guidance. And then I've got to also sow it into good ground. I don't just sow into any ground. And this is why I told y'all a few sermons before. Stop sowing into certain churches because certain churches aren't good ground. Some folk, just because they're nice and just because that's your mama, just because they, that's your daddy, does not mean they're good ground. All right, see, y'all don't like that. Some of y'all sowing into parents that are not good ground. Okay, y'all don't like that. And then I sow the seeds godly. In other words, with the right heart. Y'all heard what I just said? Did I sow the seeds godly with the right heart? Because many of us know how to write a check, but we don't know how to write a check with the right heart. Woo! And God does not give any, you any credit with writing the check if it was not written, somebody say, with the good heart. Oh, that's good news to me. So I've got to ask myself, many times we're waiting on, uh, um, on God to give us our harvest and we never considered our seeds. We never knew that the burden was personal. And we never sold with his guidance into good ground. And we never sold godly. Because if we can't answer these questions with confidence, that means your seeds weren't sold in the right conditions. Tell your neighbor, my seeds need the right conditions. And hear this, if I'm, going, if, it, if I'm the farmer, if I'm the one that sows the conditions, watch this, begin with me. Somebody say the conditions begin with me. And this is why the burden of our seeds is personal. 
And if this is why if we desire for our seeds to fulfill God's complete plan and purpose, then we must understand that the burden of our seeds is personal. Somebody shout personal. Those that are watching, I need y'all to put that on the co- in the comment box. My seeds, the burden of my seeds are personal. Oh, I know it's not many of us in here today, but I hope y'all are receiving something on today. No, no. So now, now let's look at the next portion of the text. The Bible says, and Apollos watered. Watch this. The soil that we sow in will determine the success of our seeds. The soil, the soil matters. Uh, yet many times, watch this, we have no influence or impact on the soil after we sow. Y'all heard what I just said? Here's, here's the real reality. The soil matters. Whatever ground you sow into, it matters. And watch this. It may be good when you sow it, but I have no dick. I don't dictate the impact of that soil after I sow. So when I, when I can't dictate the impact, tell your neighbor, I've got to intercede. I hope y'all stand with me. I've got to make intercession, intercession. Somebody may be saying, what do I mean? After we sow worth in another's life, all we can do is intercede. After we sow words, seeds of wisdom in another's life, all you can do, somebody say, is intercede. And even after we sow seeds of wealth in another's life, all we can do is intercede. Because watch this, what another does with what we sow, somebody say, it's up to them. So, so the second thing I need us to understand is that the burden of our seeds is passive. Somebody say passive. That means we can't make another receive that worth. We done, we done label with them. Y'all know how somebody can be so um, discouraged and depressed and we label with them for hours and hours and hours. And we weren't like, damn, I'm, I'm, I'm investing all of this time. Listen, stop wasting your time and somebody say intercede. Oh, I, I, I can't determine what another does with the wisdom I give them. I can't determine what another does with the wealth that we give them. So all we can do, somebody say, is pray. Here's a word of wisdom. Some of us can save ourselves from strokes, heart attacks, and high blood pressure. Watch this. And stop being so emotionally involved in what people do with what we sow and just intercede. I done lifted a whole bunch off of me because I realized after I sow, I can't dictate or determine what they do with what I sow. And many of us get, we, we get high blood pressure, we got high cholesterol, and all you need to do, somebody say, is intercede. Oh, I hope I'm helping somebody. We've got to intercede. Because if you did, watch this, because watch this, if you did with the seed what the Lord instructed you to do, the only other thing you can do is intercede. Because sometimes, watch this, God may be saying, sow into them. God may be saying, sow your time into this. God may be saying, invest into this. And then after I've done all I can do, somebody say, all I got to do is intercede. See, y'all trying to have follow-up meetings with folk. You trying to write contracts with folk, and God said, intercede. Watch this. That means pray that they do with the seed. Watch this, what the Lord is instructing them to do. Did y'all hear what I just said? Not what you think they should do, what the Lord is instructing them to do. And many of us, watch this, get in the place of God. Because we're trying to dictate what people will do with what I've sowed into their life. And, I, and watch this. The goal is, is that if the seed has been given to me by God, and I, and I said this, that God has a purpose for every seed. I've got to make sure that I don't get involved in negating the purpose that God has over that seed. 
So all I got to do, somebody say, is intercede. See, that's going to help y'all. Intercede. So unto your mama, but intercede. So unto that cousin that's always in and out of jail, but somebody say, intercede. Ah, this is why the burden of our seeds is passive. And watch this. Here's the key definition. The word passive is accepting or allowing what happens or what others do, somebody say, without resistance. The reason why many of us have not received the reward from our seeds because many of us have failed to not give resist resistance to what others do with our seed. Yet here's the key. If you were obedient to the initial burden of our seeds, then you should not, watch this, have any objections to what another does with your seed. If you were obedient, you ain't got no room to say nothing. Somebody say, I ain't got no room to say nothing. All I've got to do is intercede. God calls them to be good stewards over what I deposited in their life. God calls them to walk out the very things that you would want them to walk out with what I've deposited in their life. And watch this. Many of us get in the way of God for fulfilling what he has over that seed because we want to dictate what they do with what we've sown. See, y'all don't like that this morning. Y'all don't like that. Watch this. This is why Paul planted, and after Paul planted, our text says, and Apollos watered. I need y'all to see something about this. The text never says that Paul coerced Apollos what to do with the seed. The Bible never says that he compelled Apollos what to do with the seed. Watch this. The text never even says that Paul um, counseled Apollos what to do with the seed. In other words, Paul gave no resistance to what Apollos did with the seed. Because watch this, Paul knew the burden of our seeds is passive. It depends on what another does with the seed we sow. Watch this. Yet as I stated earlier, though I may not give resistance to what another does with the seed I sow, I, sow, I do respond, somebody say, in prayer. How many of us have sown and never given any thought to prayer? Think about that. How many of us have sown because a preacher told us to sow and never given any thought to prayer? How many of us have, have, have given into people and we never given any thought to prayer? You feel good because you gave, but nobody gave thought to prayer. Ooh, what a sad tragedy. Watch this. This is why... We pray for the one that now holds our seeds in this manner. I believe it's on our screen. We got to pray constantly because Luke 18.1 admonishes us to always pray. We've got to pray until, listen, until I reap the harvest from what I've sown, I've got to be praying. Somebody say constantly. I've got to be praying. Watch this without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 admonishes us to pray without ceasing. If you care about the seeds that you sow, and remember, on last Sunday, I said that our seeds are limited. That means they're limited by seasons, and watch this, they're also limited by supply. I never know where I'm, when I'm going to get this seed again. So until I reap a harvest, I'm going to find myself on my face in prayer until the harvest comes. Oh, I don't know about y'all. Y'all ain't feeling this this morning. And then I've also got to be praying compassionately. James 5, 16 admonishes us to pray fervently. Somebody may be saying, why do we pray constantly? Why do we pray without ceasing? Why do we pray compassionately? Because just as we must steward the seeds that God gives us, 
our prayer must be that wherever we sow and whomever we sow into, in like manner, they steward those seeds well. You've got to be praying for folk. Don't just be giving folk your money and don't be praying for the folk that you gave the money to. Don't just watch this. I've, I've learned because God has blessed me with a level of wisdom and a level of influence and a level of having connection to resources. I used to find myself going out of my way to give and to make sure that people were connected and had the certain resources that they had. But watch this. Because I know that my seeds are limited. I can't be playing around with what I saw in the folk. So I've got to be praying that they do the right thing with what I've given them. Oh, my God. Help, help us today, God, to be good stewards and, and do what the Lord is instructing them to do with those seeds. And this is why when we can't determine the response of the soil, we sow in, then in response. Our response must be prayer. Ooh, that's good news to me because the burden of our seeds is passive. So listen, I'm almost done, y'all. I said that the burden of our seeds is personal. The burden of our seeds is also passive. Now let's look at the last portion of our text. The Bible says, but God is the one who made it grow. The only one who gives the seed is the only one who can cause that seed to grow. Did y'all hear what I just said? The only one who gives the seed is the one who can cause it to grow. And this is why our foundational text says, but God, somebody say, but God, is the one who made it grow. And the word God in our text is the Greek word theos, which refers to God, the creator or the source. So in other words, God is the source of our increase of our seeds. That means, watch this, God and God alone determines the increase of our seeds. God and God alone decides the time of the increase of our seed. And watch this. God and God alone dictates the magnitude of the increase of our seed. Somebody say only God. That means the burden of our seeds is providential. Somebody say providential. I need y'all to hear what I just said. That means God will determine if what I sow will produce a level of increase. God is the one who determines when that increase will come. And God will also determine how much increase I receive. Y'all staying with me? Somebody say God. Yeah, it's providential. And this is why the Lord admonished the disciples. Watch this in Matthew 9.38. That God was the Lord of the harvest. That means he reigns and rules over the harvest of our every seed. And herein lies one of the reasons why many believers have failed to receive their reward from their seeds is because many want to legislate a harvest that they are not Lord over. I don't think y'all feeling me. The Lord is, uh, is the Lord of the harvest. Somebody say, not me. Watch this. What do I mean? Many of us want to determine our harvest. When we sow, we already have in our mind what we should reap. Tell your neighbor, I don't determine the harvest. Many of us want to decide the time of our harvest. When, I, when we sow, watch this, many of us like to put a demand on God when we're going to receive it. Y'all ever been in a, in, a, in a church and they say in 24 hours you're going to receive your miracle? Tell your neighbor, you're not the Lord of the harvest. See, y'all don't like that because some of y'all sowed those kind of seeds. And watch this, we want to dictate the size of our harvest. God, you know how much I sacrificed? You know how much I've been through? God, I need my harvest to be big. Tell your neighbor, I'm not the Lord of the harvest. And watch this. Huh? We sow seeds telling God 
how much we want. But the devil is a lie. God and God alone is the Lord of the harvest. Watch this. This is why I need y'all to hear me and hear me good. Sowing seeds for your deliverance, your miracle, or your breakthrough is dangerous. Somebody say it's dangerous. Because you can't determine your increase, only God does. And watch this. That means, hear me and hear me good, you can't manipulate God with your seed. That means I, I, I cannot try to manipulate God with a seed. And how many of us have done that? Run around the church three times and God is going to move. Listen, I can't move God with my seed. Somebody say, he's the Lord of the harvest. Oh, I need it. And watch this. I cannot mandate God with my seed. See, so all those seeds where you try to manipulate God, tell your neighbor, bye-bye. Every seed that you tried to move God, somebody say, bye-bye. And every seed where you tried to put a mandate on God, somebody say, bye-bye. Because he's the Lord. of the, and, and many of us, watch this. We set and we've sown and we receive with joy thinking God going to move because of our seed. Tell your neighbor not so. See, y'all don't like this kind of teaching. I want y'all to stop sowing into evangelists and all these preachers that tell you you can manipulate God with your seed. Because he is the Lord of the harvest. Stop listening to preachers and pastors that tell you you can. And watch this. Stop wasting your seed. Because what we're really doing is wasting our seeds. Every time we think that we're going to manipulate God, move God, and watch this, put a mandate on God. He is the Lord of the harvest. Oh, man, I, I know. Listen, this young pastor has wasted seeds thinking I could move God. Watch this, with my seed. Oh, this is why sowing our seeds, hey, that's dangerous. Somebody say it's dangerous. Notice, notice why, this is why in Matthew 9, 38 again, he continues to admonish us to pray to the Lord of the harvest. Not only does Jesus say that, that I'm the Lord of the harvest, but he says pray to the Lord of the harvest. So, so what am I trying to say? Uh, stop trying to put pressure uh, on God with your seed because somebody say I can't. And pray to the God about your seed. I've got to stop trying to put pressure on God. Stop thinking that I can dictate God with my words, with my actions, with all of that. Somebody say, he's the Lord of the harvest. I know some of y'all feeling bad right now because you sowed seeds trying to pressure God. And God was trying to get us to pray. Because watch this. Anything that God tells us to do is not really so that we can be blessed and highly favored. He's always trying to, watch this, get us into a deeper relationship with him. So, so I know you've heard pastors say this, that sowing and giving is a form of worship. Somebody say it really is. But we've manipulated the context of it. So we don't do it so that, that the windows of heaven may open up. If the windows of heaven going to open up, I'm trying to get closer to God. Because everything that he instructs us to do is to get closer to him. So this is why Jesus is saying, stop trying to pressure God and pray to God. Because watch this. And somebody may have said, okay, I get that. I, I understand that he wants me to be in relationship with him. But hear this. A harvest that is not providential will always produce a harvest that is premature. Mm -hmm. 
a harvest that is not providential will always produce a harvest that is premature. So some of y'all are eating premature harvest. If God says he's going to promise me something, tell your neighbor, I can't afford for it to be premature. Listen, I say this quite often here. And now maybe not quite often, but I've said it before. There's a fruit in Jamaica called the Aki. All right, it's Aki. Somebody say Aki. And one thing, it's the Jamaican national dish. Right? And the only time that you can eat it is when the fruit opens up. But many people who get so desperate try to eat it before it's time. But hear this, if you eat it and force it to be open, hear this, the reality is, it's poisonous. So many of us have taken premature harvests and killed ourselves. And watch this, it may not have been poisonous, but we weren't prepared, somebody say, to handle it. If I give my son something, that he's not prepared to handle, he can choke on it. This is why you can't give babies that's just born solid food. Ah, because they're not ready. Somebody say to handle it. And many of us are putting mandates on God and God knows what we can handle. And I need y'all to see something about this. I need y'all to see something. (sighs) Hear this. God will give us a harvest that is premature. I need y'all, to, y'all, y'all probably don't believe me. If, if, if I pressure God to give me something that's out of season, somebody say, God will give it to me. God will give it to me. Here's how I know. I believe it's on our screen. Notice what the text says in Romans chapter 1 verse 28. The Bible says, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. That means God will give you what you want and when you don't want a harvest that is providential, he'll give you a harvest that is premature. God will give us what we want. And many of us have taken things, somebody say, out of season. And listen, many of us get mad at pastors when they're, when they're going for elevation or want to be um, licensed as ministers. But watch this. Because I know that your harvest is going to be premature if you get it right now. I'm trying to save you, from, watch this, from killing yourself. And this is why folk will leave churches and go get credentials somewhere else. And then you be like, all of a sudden, they, they pass it this and apostle this. And then you wonder why their ministry failed. Because that harvest was premature. Tell your neighbor, I don't want a premature harvest. Oh, and God will give it to your behind. Watch this. This is why when we know that the burden of our seeds is providential, we must pray to the Lord of the harvest. We must be patient and wait on the Lord of the harvest. And we must have peace knowing that God and God alone is the Lord of the harvest. Did y'all hear what I just said? When I know that my harvest is providential, the burden of my seeds is providential, I just got to pray to God. God, don't give me no harvest until I'm ready for it. God, I, I, I need that thing to be at its full birth. Then I've got to be patient with God. That's why we just did this sermon series on the fruit of the spirit. Some of y'all just need to learn to be patient and just wait on God's timing. And then I've got to know and have peace that I serve the God and the Lord of the harvest. Tell your neighbor, the burden of my seed is providential. Come on, say the burden of my seed is providential. Only he will send increase. All right, and I'm out y'all way. I'm done, y'all. 
It's not always the will for believers. It is the when that we struggle with. I don't know about y'all, but it's a, have you ever sold something and say, God, how long am I going to have to wait? God, you know how good I've been to people. You know how much I've sacrificed for people. You know how much I've labored for organizations and jobs. Y'all know, I, I keep saying it, I be, I've been laboring for my job and I'm asking God when it's going to be for me. We, we do this for everybody else. So it's not the will. Many of us, somebody str say, str I struggle with the wind. And then, and then when you struggle with the wind, you will always question what you sow. Is this even worth it? God, I've been sowing my whole life. I'm seeing folk prosper. And watch this. Don't get caught up on folk that, that look like they're prospering. Somebody say, it might be premature. And the enemy will tempt you with premature harvests. And you run out here worrying about what they got over there. That's why they lost the building now, because it was premature. Uh, we, why, why God promises that we will reap, but it is who is responsible for bearing the burden of our seeds that will determine our win. And this is why before we, we, we sow, when we sow, and after we sow, we must always know that the burden of our seeds is personal. It may extend beyond me, but it's established by me. So I can't, y'all can't just be sowing any kind of way. I've got to give great contemplation. I've got to, I got to receive great counsel. And I got to do it with great care. And I got to realize that the sowing of my seeds and the burden is passive. Once I sow it into somebody's life, it's up to them. I done sowed into folk and I got so emotionally tired that I lose focus on the God of the harvest. And so I don't want to get, I don't want to get that caught up. I don't want to have high blood pressure from somebody else. And tell your neighbor, somebody else can't give you high blood pressure. Stop being invo emotionally involved and just somebody say, all I got to do is intercede. Somebody say, I got to intercede. Then I got to realize this, that the burden of our seeds is providential. Yet I believe the critical question that many may be asking is what if one fails to fulfill their responsibility for bearing the burden of our seeds? What if I do what I'm supposed to do and the other person does not do it? What, 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 what happens then, Pastor Keith? You saying that the burden don't fall on me? What, what, what if I do what I'm supposed to do and they don't do what's right by my seed? Here's the good news. The Bible says this in verse 8 of our foundational text. The one who plants and the one who waters has the same purpose and each one will be rewarded. Watch this. Somebody say, for my own, for my own work. That means the blessing in our seeds is proportionate. That's good news to me, y'all. That, 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 as long as you do what the Lord has told you to do, your blessing is proportionate. Oh, that's good news to me because your blessing is proportionate. Our prayer must be that God, watch this, I want God, when I sow, I want God to complete the full will for whatever that seed was. I do. That, that's my prayer. But here's the good news, y'all. The blessing is proportionate. Even if they don't do right, I'm going to receive, watch this, according to my own labor. And that's tough for those of us that care about folk. Y'all know that? That's tough. When you've labored with folk, when you've sold into folk, and you want them to do right by your seed, God says, as a, as a as recompense, I'll make sure that your blessing, watch this, is proportionate. 
That's good news to me. This is why we must bear the responsibility of our seeds. I know that it extends beyond us. But God says, if I gave it to you, I'm going to instruct you on what to do with it. And as long as you do what you need to do, somebody say, my blessing is proportionate. Let us stand to our feet. I don't want us wasting seeds. I don't want us sowing into revivals and tent revivals and wasting seeds. I don't want us running around churches getting sweaty. Let, the only person that gets sweaty in here is Pastor Keith. And thinking that we can move God and manipulate God and, and put a mandate on God. And you wonder why I done did so much running in my life and I still ain't received my reward. How many church folk been running? They running right now. Running away from their reward. Whew, what a sad tragedy, y'all. Let us go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you. We honor you, God. Thank you, God, for sound doctrine. God, thank you, God, for clearing up our minds concerning our seeds. Oh, what a sad tragedy, God. God, many of us have wasted seeds because we did not understand the secrets in our seeds. Thank you, God, for this sermon series, Whatsoever a Man Soweth. But God, there's conditions on what we shall reap. And we thank you, God, for revealing them over the course of these last few weeks. God, we thank you, God, that there's a burden on our seeds. We know we will reap, but God, many of us are struggling with our wind. God, help us to understand, God, that the burden is personal. It begins with us. It may extend beyond us, but it's established by us. God, let us not give compulsively, but God, let us give great contemplation before we sow another seed in anyone's life. God, let us receive great counsel. Let's find some folk that know about real estate before we try to jump into it. God, let's find some folk that know about marriage before we try to jump into it. God, let's find some folk that know about starting a business before we jump into it. Let us receive great counsel. And God, I pray, God, that we sow with great care. God, because our seeds are limited by season and supply. So thank you, God, that the burden is personal. And God, we pray now for the other person or whomever we sow into because the burden is passive. We'll intercede, God. We'll stop having high blood pressure, heart attacks, and strokes. We'll just pray and make intercession. God, that they'll be good stewards over what we've sown into their lives. We won't get emotionally involved, but we'll intercede. And God, we thank you that you are the Lord of the harvest. You cause us to sow so that we might come into relationship with you for no other reason, God. So God, as we sow, we'll pray. We'll pray to the Lord of the harvest. We'll pray, God, and we'll be patient. God, we'll pray, God, and we'll have peace, knowing, God, that you are the Lord of the harvest. And I pray, God, for every believer in this place, that, God, as they sow, that they'll be good stewards, that they'll labor well over the seeds, God, that you've given them, because our blessings are proportionate. We thank you, God. We may want the other person to do right, but, God, we thank you, God, that you'll give us a level of recompense, that our blessings are proportionate. And for everyone who says, I won't waste another seed, that I'll give great care before I sow my seeds, that I want to be in relationship with God because of my seeds, give God a hand clap of praise.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah.